This is the website, and again, because we're not taking questions after each presenter, please, please enter in your questions on this website, and then at our listening panel, we will um, answer those questions. So now, um, we're going to dive into a little bit more of the, the technical um, issues and uh, topics. Uh, so this presentation, this next presentation, will be done by uh, the buyers in general services, including myself and Janelle Schaefer. Uh, Janelle is a senior buyer. She's been with the division for three and a half years. And then we'll also have Cecilia come up towards the end uh, to speak about the doing business with the city and her courses and um, what, she, what she does. So I will hand it over to Janelle. Hi everyone. Um, morning. How's everybody doing? Good. So when Paige and I were strategizing what to talk about today, uh, we talked a lot about the do's, what we wanted in our presentation. And uh, we kind of kept missing each other. Uh, we couldn't sync up. And it made us realize uh, all the things that get lost in translation. It's easy to look at the law or a set of rules and indicate how you should do something, but there's a lot of gray area that's in between. And that kind of inspired us, and we said, you know what, maybe what we should be talking about um, where we could add a little bit of value is the things that are in that in-between. The myths, basically. The miscommunications or misunderstandings that are, uh, perpetuate about our department or how you do business with our department. And so, uh, to move on with that, myth number one, everything is an RFP. As you can see, we have our typical government employee. You've come and you are asking about the status of your RFP and they say, actually, it's an informal bid. And uh, it, it's more like a metaphor for you forget when you work in an industry that the jargon and the terms are very particular to it. And they're not easily to easy to decipher. And so we love to speak in acronyms. As you can see, these are many of our acronyms. And um, at times that can be a bit confusing. So if, if I'm gonna say that everything, it's a myth that everything is an RFP, right? Um, what is an RFP? A request for proposal is an um, invitation for a business to submit a bid, but it's special in that we take into consideration technical merit and price. When in other bids, we typically just take into consideration price and ability to meet specifications. And I could spend all day going through all of the acronyms, um, which I don't know if that would fit into this time slot. So instead what I'm gonna do is talk about if everything isn't an RFP, I can say in order to do business with the city, everything is a contract. So there's a lot of confusion about what is the difference between a PO, purchase order, a BPO, blanket purchase order, and an MPO, a master purchase order. 
The one thing they all have in common is they're basically what authorizes you, or it, it's, it's our promise to pay. It's really moving forward um, with our business relationship. And so the PO is for one specific um, project, goods and or related services, that will, once it's fulfilled, be closed out. So very small. A blanket purchase order is um, a contract for goods and services related to for an entire fiscal year. Um, we lock in the pricing, but it basically, it acknowledges that an agency's needs uh, continue in different ways throughout a year. And finally, the master purchase order, which is a contract over multiple years with the terms spelled out for goods and serv services in relation to. So with all of this talk, um, I, I, I don't know if anyone else is wondering, but do you really need a PO, a BPO, or an MPO to do business with the city? So the answer to that is yes. Um, <laughs> so we hear a lot, I gave a proposal for the job, where's my purchase order? Um, so that's myth number two, because giving a proposal is just the first step. Um, we wanted to talk to you all a little bit about what, does, what steps do the agencies go through when they're deciding um, when they have a need? So first they start that the need is identified. Um, and this across agencies, right, is one of the first step. They then go to their budget office and their managers and say, do we have the budget to cover this need? Um, after that, they define the scope of work, which as you all know is how many, what type, uh, size, shape, color, all of that information is then gathered. Once that information is gathered, uh, they re that whole request goes to the purchasing division. So purchasing will then look at that information and per our charter and code, we'll decide what the best procurement method is um, with, the, with our laws and what governs um, our office. Once that procurement method is decided, then the, um, whether it's a bid, whether it's an open market that is uh, employed. And once that ends, that's when the purchase order is issued to the supplier. Um, and that's when it's time to really get to work. Um, and so that, that is a very high level process of how the process goes through within the city. So Paige and I um, defined for you the different types of contracts, right? And then the process to get them. And uh, I couldn't help but think, uh, you probably are really interested in the master purchase order, right? Like, that's the one that really entices people. Which brings us to our next myth. I should only go for the big high dollar contracts. What I say to that, um, and what I've seen in my experience with the city thus far, the most successful small businesses that are able to grow and really um, nurture their relationship and expand out to other agencies, they start small, but they think big. So those $2,000 purchase orders, they're so critical because as we've said, navigating the city processes isn't always easy. So in those types of situations, 
you get to really um, learn the city processes and set yourself up for success. I uh, remember there was this one um, instance where a, a small business had waited three years to bid on these two contracts. And the opportunity finally came up, and the first one uh, posted, they responded, and they were missing one form that gets required with business every single time. So they were disqualified. When the second opportunity came up though, they learned their lesson. They won that contract. And so if we are able to share that type of wisdom and help you navigate it in low stakes environments, when those big opportunities come up, you'll shine. And? Yep. So, um, <laughs> once, once you have finally been awarded that purchase order, um, from everything you have just learned, from failing, from forgetting to submit something, that's when we all feel successful, right? I have the PO, I'm done, I've succeeded. Um, but this is actually a myth, because once you get that PO, that's the first step of the journey. Um, as you've heard us talk a lot about partnerships and working with each other, it's a two-way street. So once you get that PO, um, now's the time to really prove yourself, prove your business, prove your um, skill set, and it's a time to start connecting with the agency, with your end users, um, so that they start building a trust in you as well. So, um, you know, with customer service, with uh, showing that you care, with doing the right thing, with making sure the PO's not only fulfilled, but that it's done um, above and beyond. And so this is really where we like to talk about the small business community in particular has a ton of great advantages. Um, that is customer service and caring about your relationships and, and building partnerships and being able to be innovative. Um, and that's what we like to see from you and that helps um, the end customer really be able to work with you so that it's not just this one job, it's the next job and the next. And you're helping define scopes of work and um, really helping us improve again. So um, basically, we know you have value. We want you to show your value. And just remember, the work never stops. Um, and as Janelle talked about earlier, start small, think big. All of these small purchase orders, needs, services, that builds a really great foundation. Um, and once you have that foundation, you're, con you're going to continue to grow with the city. and. Um, establish relationships not just with the one end user that you started with, but other end users because, you know, everybody talks to each other. Um, so that's something that we really want to emphasize with you all is, uh, you know, the work never stops and don't quit because we have all faced times when it's just so much. There's so much paperwork, um, there's so many things to do, but as long as you keep moving forward, keep reaching out, keep asking questions, um, then eventually you'll get to a day where you've realized, yes, I have succeeded. I'm so glad I went to that event that one day or called back that end user uh, to talk about a question they had. Um, so with that, we're down to our final myth, which is if I ask questions, people will think I'm not capable. 
Uh, we decided that this myth was so bad we did not want it on the screen um, because from shovels to software, we are here to support you. No question is too obvious. No question is too small. Um, we want to make sure that we're engaging. Um, so we're, as we said, we want to make sure you're asking questions, that you're marketing yourselves, um, your company, your products, even yourself. Um, and that's where we're really excited for the afternoon portion today so that you can get that face-to-face -face time. Um, and to close, I, I know like all of these words are really positive, but you know, you're probably wondering like, well, does that work? Can we apply these principles and will our business grow with the city? And so um, I wanted to share with you one particular success story. Two years ago, I sat down with um, a woman-owned business and um, she was looking for opportunities. And I kind of laid out the landscape in her commodity area and what was going on. Um, those first six months, she didn't bring in a single purchase order. And I think it was really defeating for her because she was trying so hard. Um, but eventually she cracked through with one agency and it was a $1,500 PO. And then that agency told another agency about their great experience with this vendor and how they provided the best customer service and attention and they'd work with them again over and over again. And so $1,500 turned into $6,000, turned into her ability to uh, compete for a contract and win, um, win it now. And that's resulted in $700,000 of business. It's real. Um, I was just talking about her the other day because someone had put in a purchase order request and I was talking to the end user and I said, well, what made you pick this individual? And he said, she listened to me, like from the start. I could tell she really cared about my project. So don't give up, keep going, and we really are here to help you succeed. And um, so as you heard, ask questions. Um, the other thing we really, really suggest is to attend Cecilia's Five Steps to Doing uh, Business with the City class. And so Cecilia will come up now to discuss that a little bit more. Let me go over here, that light is too strong for me. Good morning. Uh, earlier, you're, we already know about how many certified companies we have here, but let me backtrack, let me introduce myself. Cecilia Rivas Sherman, and I work at the General Services Purchasing Division, and my job is to be the liaison between purchasing and you, the business community. So that's my entire job, and I really like it. I really like working with businesses, so this is, this is a pleasure of a job. So we know about approximately how many certified companies we have. By show of hands, uh, how many of you have bid on a city project? How many of you have won? And how about certified companies? How many of you have won a city contract? Great, okay, a couple of you. Well, the goal for next time is that there's more hands up when the question comes up about uh, awards, because the whole thing, I mean, all of this, you know, we talk about awards, uh, Janelle and Paige talked to you about uh, the RFPs and all of that, all of this boils down to money. 
you know, you are here so that you can win an award, so that you, so that you increase your sales. That's, that's the bottom line. Uh, and thank you for come, being here. Uh, as Paige mentioned, you know, I offer this training. My experience before coming to the city has been in sales and as a business consultant. As a salesperson, I sold to the government, and as a business consultant, I develop strategies so that my clients will, will be successful in, in selling to the government. And I, you know, I, I, I've, I've been successful in both. And so when I got this position, I started thinking of what would have helped me when I was on the other side. When I just saw this big building, or just this big website, or just all of these things, and I don't know where to go, I don't even know whom to call. Um, and so that, so that was part of how this program developed. And also when I started this position, which is about two and a half years ago, I met with a lot of uh, business owners and I would ask them, you're certified, not won an award, or not certified, uh, but you wanna, you wanna get uh, a piece of the pie. And constantly I got the same answer, we don't know where to start. Um, the city is intimidating, and we just we just don't know where to go. And this is this was the foundation for the five steps for doing business with the city. It's a two-hour training. It's the first Wednesday of every month, and we just the training changes continuously because sometimes uh, I have goods and service companies, sometimes professional, sometimes construction. So the trainings cover some basic grounds, and after that, it's really tailored to you. Uh, every, those three segments, that's how the city classifies things. Goods and services, professional, or construction. Each one of them is solicited in a different way and different agencies buy for that, also at different thresholds. And so that's, that's one of the main things you will get after attending the, the training. You would have a more defined uh, agency list so that you can build your target list. That's one of the things that made me very successful as a salesperson. Normally, I would talk to everybody, and then from there, I just would show, choose a couple few because I don't have time to sell to everybody. And so I would select a couple of people that I would concentrate, and that's where my success came from. Um, you know, we, only, we all have limited resources. So uh, the whole year is already laid out on the website, and you have it there. You go to the calendar tab, and you can register. The next thing... Another thing that, uh, talking to the business community, time, time is of the essence, and knowledge is of the essence. Um, this is a solicitation update that I do on a weekly basis, and the, on the top part is the same thing that you see on BidNet. That is where purchasing post all of their solicitations. So that is, that is available, but the bottom part, the upcoming, you can only get that from purchasing because we're the only ones who know what is coming up. And so that one gives you some lead time. You can see, okay, something is coming up in my area. And one of the things is that some of the solicitations, when they come to purchasing, they are already pretty well established. And so from the upcoming to the new, it might be two weeks, it might be a month. There's some other ones that are more complicated or there might be a change in between, and that might take months. So we really cannot tell you how long it will take to go from upcoming to current. However, if you see something there that is of interest to you, let me know, and I will try to get as much information from you. And uh, let me just backtrack on the five steps. After you've taken the training, I'm more than happy to sit down with you and do a more targeted meeting where we can talk specifically about the things 
that will benefit you and which agencies I believe will be most beneficial to you so that you really spend your time making money and not try, trying to get to the money and not a lot, of, uh, a lot of turning around. My job is to help you guide you through the city. Your job is to be ready and to go after the opportunities that are a good match for you. This, uh, like I mentioned, is updated every, every week. And these are the three ways that you can receive it. Uh, this form upstairs, we're gonna have uh, several uh, purchasing tables. All of them is gonna have the latest update, which I did last Thursday. And on the top right-hand right -hand side, you will have the link. So you put the link. I ask you four questions. I just want to know a little bit about the market. So I ask you four questions, and then you contact information, and you receive it on a weekly basis. Uh, and also when I posted on, I also posted on LinkedIn. And every week, I look for one solicitation that has a small business appeal. And so uh, this one is for a plumbing company. Uh, Brandon talked earlier about the, the preference points. This is a preference point solicitation. Uh, it's, it's, we have 13 certified vendors, so those everybody's welcome to bid. Everybody can bid on this one. However, those 13 cert Denver certified vendors will get a 10% price preference. And so, um, but that I showcase that one doesn't mean that that's the only one. Every day there's new ones, so just just go through the entire list. Uh, and then lastly, you know, I post them also on our purchasing website on the calendar tab. So if you go through every Thursday, years back, you can see what we were buying during those times. Um, and that's my spiel. Uh, we'll be here later on for questions. Thank you. And again, just to remind everyone, um, any questions you have, go to menti.com, type in this number, 464865, and uh, we're seeing those questions come in. It's exciting, so please ask any questions that are on your minds.